You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the XOXO After Dark cast. I'm Abby, here with Kate and Lauren, the original crew all Hello. lined up. Woo-hoo. And we are getting our book nerd on today because we have a wonderful guest that we'll be speaking to in a little bit, Julia Sonneborn whose book, By the Book, is just about to come out. It'll be out. Actually, by the time this goes up, it will be out, so you'll have no excuse not to buy it. Uh, Her book is a retelling of Jane Austen's Persuasion, and Jane Austen is such a touchstone for romance fans and lovers of classic literature and readers in general that I thought maybe we would just kick it off by talking a little bit about what we love about Austen. But one of the things that we love her for, even though she can't do it herself, is visit XOXOAfterDark.com. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. That, that was hard. That wasn't great. Not my best work. But That's okay. That was kind of painful. That's I know. okay. I know. I had something um, happening. But you should still visit XOXOAfterDark.com for some free reads. We have a great quiz. Speaking of classic lovers of romance, if you are a romance old schooler like me and Lauren we've got a Johanna Lindsay checklist up right now to see just how big a fan you are. Oh my god uh, Abby I have to tangent you. I was sitting in bed last night and I just was like, it, uh, it was 9.30, too early to go to bed. Mm-hmm. But oh, I, I went so, to bed at 9.45. I was like tired <laughs> yesterday, and I'm sitting there with the light on, and I look over, because Rick would only let my keeper shelf be in our bedroom. <laughs> so <laughs> Because it's so, like, old and well, sad. No, because it's, like, it's saucy. It's like romance, Aww, mass yeah. market. Like the no shame. Oh, I have no shame. But I don't care, because it's where I want but them. But it, it doesn't live True. up to the decor of your exactly. downstairs. Exactly. It doesn't live up yeah. to, the, the decor. to the downstairs. Yeah. So I look over, and I was like, holy shit, how many original covers do I have of mm-hmm. Lindsay? Five. Oh. Not enough, not enough, no. but it's like Tender Rebel. Gentle um, Rogue. Gentle Rogue. Um, oh my God, I wish I'd written him down. I'm bringing him in, yes. and we're going to take pictures for the site. Absolutely. Because I literally was like, oh my God, I've got the real deal. And I've got the real deal of the McNaught. Mm-hmm. The gi- uh, and the Garwood, like the gift, yep. and the real almost heaven, and something wonderful. I mean, I've got the goods. But was- how many copies of Pride and Prejudice do you have? One. Just the one? Just the one, and it's brown, you know, that mm. lame brown one. Oh yeah, one. I have three. Ooh. From different college classes that all had different in there. You know, um, we'll get there. I think but... I maybe just have the Penguin Classic. Oh, the orange? Yeah, the orange. No, I have like the brown, like lame one. Mm. It, I have to bring it. You'll see it. It's like, ooh, that's so ugly. There's so many oh, now. Oh, no, I have two. Because um, <laughs> Penguin did these gorgeous... Um, Can't oh, stop, they... won't stop. Lauren! <laughs> <laughs> when they reimagined the covers yes, and stuff. Yes, with oh, this yeah, famous artist. And Rick got me the whole set. That's really sweet. Actually, I think those are really designed. Um, Yes. All the Austins. And actually, is it which publishing house is doing all the classics with the one for each letter? I don't know, like but I know what ago, you're talking about. But they're about. gorgeous, and, and they that have... That was one. not Penguin? It is Penguin. Maybe it was Penguin. It's I think Penguin. that was oh, Penguin. Oh, that's where you got it's them then. Penguin. Okay. That's where I got them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think those are really lovely, Stunning. even though when I see them, I'm but like, you I'm haven't like, read those. It's not real. Yeah, it's not real. It's just for design, like right. books by the foot. I plunged right in and assumed that we all adored Austin. Do we I all adore Austin? What? Whoa, okay. Wow. Okay, wow. We're about to get real. Oh my God, it's going down, people. Okay, as long as you don't hate her. I feel that way about her. I love her snark, but I I just don't love her and well, Emma's my favorite. Oh, so. love it. Did we say why we're talking about Jane Austen today? Yes. 
I okay. think I did, but now yes, I don't you remember. Did. You definitely did. Oh, Julia's coming on. Sorry, I was yeah. sending an email when we were starting the podcast. Oh, I don't admit those things. Gosh, they, I want our listeners to know the real deal. It's, and the real yes. deal is that sometimes we have to send emails because we we record these during working hours. We, yeah, we are super warts and all today, apparently. Yeah. So, Kate, as yes. Julia's editor and, yes. and, and an Austin fan, Austin. Tell, her, tell us all mm-hmm. why we should love Austin. Why okay. do you love it? So, I love Jane Austen because I think that she did something that no other woman did before her, which was have the courage to take herself lightly, mm. which is not something that could have been easy at the time. I mean, she she obviously saw such humor in her surroundings and in the social mores of the time. And I think that when we all, we all are tempted to get bogged down in our own self-importance or how frustrating the marriage market might be. But uh, she really cut through. She was, her her world was pretty limited. She was... Pretty upper class and a oh, young woman. I don't think I don't. No, okay. homely is the no word. I don't know. I just I'm, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think she was not like a, a hot ticket. She was but not she a was diamond not. of the first class. Right. Not a diamond. Put it this way, I do know uh, homely might be a strong word, but she wasn't very successful on the marriage mark. Right. Um, right. I don't think she was super popular. She definitely wasn't upper class, but she wasn't loaded either. Right. Because um, I saw this piece about her in her house. It was really cool. This is um, on brand. Yeah. This, I saw this piece on her. <laughs> Interior decorating. Exactly. Yeah. I was like. Eh. Um, no, she's a bit of a troll, but I like how you said to her. Whoa, whoa, not only, but a bit of a troll. Well, meaning like very insular. Yes. Like that's what I meant by troll. Okay. Homebody is what someone else might have suggested. Yeah, but she did live in, under a bridge and wrote a lot of books. But anyways, (laughs) um, where I was going is you said take herself lightly. I actually would put it more like she was brutally honest about herself. Yeah. Her class. Yeah. And the classes of the society. Right. And wasn't afraid to talk about it and write books about it. And it was Mm -hmm. the, the most honest and real per um representation mm-hmm. of the lifestyle at that time of a certain right. class range and i don't think anyone else had the balls to do it and i think that's why it resonates so clearly with so many people generations later like i, right. I find that fascinating and that i'll love her for forever but i don't know she's a and I, I think too the promise of a happy ending is something we talk about yes. a lot in romance and mm-hmm. people hearken back to her as an early foremother of mm-hmm. what we know as a romance novel, mm-hmm. um, insofar as the central promise of, promise of the romance novel is that it will all end up happily. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that readers throughout the ages love her because there's a lot of authenticity, but you also know that through the humor and through the tough times and through the kind of keen social eye, she also was going to give you that, that payoff. Mm-hmm. And she was coming in at the beginning of when novel writing became yeah, a female totally. genre yes. and not a male genre. And I think mm-hmm. some of that shift also meant that instead of the historical movements of the day mm-hmm. or being just a an over-the-top satire or a sort of um, Vanity Fair mm-hmm. kind of thing, she... She looked interior. It was interior in a way. And not only was it looking at these smaller country drawing room Mm -hmm. scenes, but it was, as I think our modern romance novels do, elevating the emotional life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to a place of primacy and importance. And for that, I think 
Well, emotions haven't necessarily changed all that much <laughs> in the interim 200 years. True. And so I think she really resonates because, honestly, she didn't have Tinder, but... But it wasn't that still, different. It's still, like, whether you're at Almax or Tinder, you're still like, oh, that guy's a jerk. Right. And exactly. he's, you know, the dick or pics were me. him showing you in his carriage right. instead, exactly. I guess. <laughs> right. Or better yet, pick me, pick me. Oh, he mm-hmm. didn't pick me. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. all been to school dances, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah terrifying so glad we don't have to do that anymore oh I, wow, know. I had forgotten about those i know those well bad. that I makes me happy them. that uh, that's not surprising i know oh, no, I teach with my girlfriends too you have to make your own fun as did jane right yes she did make her own fun so I'm... the um author that we're talking to today has done an updated version of persuasion which is set on a college campus starring professors um which i liked because they're not college students yeah. and oh, um so refreshing so refreshing i don't need to read about Yay, 19 year olds yeah. yeah and um Day, that's a new adult <laughs> and um i think that that's something that comes up again and again with adaptations like mm-hmm. i love clueless who doesn't mm-hmm. obviously. oh i yes. love that so um and i forgot about that one yeah that so I don't actually like Emma, but I love Clueless. So you have to figure that the story itself, there's something really timeless yes. about those insecurities and fears and yeah. social wranglings. It's and universal. It's, yeah, totally mm-hmm. universal up to at least 1996. When did that movie come out? <laughs> it's 20 years ago because oh, they just really? had the things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy old. Yeah. And 10 Things I Hate About You. I love that one too. That was um, that's Shakespeare. That's Shakespeare. But same I know, idea. but same difference. Right. Okay, updating. Um, that's what I meant. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, uh, Romeo and Juliet. But again, Shakespeare. Okay. That's But um, oh, you're going back. To I was Austin? going to Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eligible was a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, wasn't it? The Curtis and yes, it yes, was. It was. Mm-hmm. I never read that because I was too nervous because I love Pride and Prejudice so much. But Diana oh, is Diana's telling us that it's so 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 good. She says it's Bachelor Probably. Which is interesting. That's, I just love that's Curtis up my alley. I, I love a reality show. The main guy, Darcy. Yeah. Darcy, yeah. Darcy was on The Bachelor right. as the central premise of that novel. Um, and Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones, I mean, certainly. Yeah, classic. Yeah, but so then many. they milked those sequels out of it, and I think uh, I know. Oh. I didn't watch the sequels. I, I didn't was like, either. I want to know. This I, is all I needed. It was perfect at the time. Yeah. I I don't even know that I would watch it again now. I right. would imagine it seems really dated. I think I watched. I don't one. know, but both Conforth and Hugh Grant, I might watch it again. Okay, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. It's the equivalent of the watch him dive into the lake. Oh, and the BBC <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think speaking, I will definitely read again by the book because mm-hmm. I got to read it early and I loved it. And oh, I'm, I'm so, so glad. excited that it's coming out so people can read it. So what if we break and come back and call the lovely Julia? Fabulous. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, Julia. Um, today, we have Julia on the podcast. Julia Sonneborn is the author of By the Book, which is out February 6th of this year. Um, and she is a debut author, and her book is so delightful that the first time I read it, I burst into tears in a meeting talking about it. It's true. I was there. <laughs> and not only that, it has the best cover ever. <laughs> so why don't I kick it over to you, Julia? Thank you for joining us. And can you tell us a little bit about what your book's about? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so the book is based loosely on Jane Austen's Persuasion, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of second chance love story. So the main character, um, her name is Anne. She suddenly discovers that her former fiance Adam is now pretty much her new boss. She's a professor at a small liberal arts college, and she suddenly discovers that Adam is now the new president, and she feels a sense of, you know, sort of regret that they broke up. So 
just so, it was such a bad breakup so many years ago, and she's wondering if there's a chance that they could maybe start something up again. And it's delightful. And I have to give a shout out to Diana because she loves that Adam is of Guatemalan heritage <laughs> because Diana is Guatemalan, and so she loved the tamales scene in particular. That is so great. I, mean, <laughs> I will be totally honest. I fully based him on Oscar Isaac. Who is oh, oh <laughs> we like Oscar <laughs> Isaac. You know, I have to tell you, I saw a little Eric Estrada, but is my like in your head? <laughs> You're dating yourself. <laughs> I know I'm dating myself, but he was hot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I know I he still is. You know, that's yeah. Cool. Probably. Julia's like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so Julia, I feel like I need to brag about you because you are yourself a professor. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you teach? So I teach in the English department um, at a university in Los Angeles, and I actually specialize um, not just in British literature, but also American literature. Mm -hmm. And I actually teach mostly classes in African-American literature now. Oh, really? That's so interesting. I love African-American literature. Or that was one of my favorite courses in college, I should say. What a smarty pants. That's a lot of literature. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what was kind of the difference between writing a novel and teaching a novel? Um, gosh, it's a so lot. interesting because <laughs> there is a ton. I mean, you know what? It's so true. It's so easy to kind of teach a novel or critique a novel, but man, try writing one. You need respect for the author and for the writers. Um, yeah, I mean, so many of the choices you have to make, so many of the decisions. And um, Did you hear part, the characters I, in your head, would you say? Like, is that I true? I absolutely did. And, you know, some of the characters were based on or were composites of people that I knew. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Larry is very much based on a friend of mine, also Don't named who. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's a giveaway. <laughs> Has Larry gotten his copy yet? Uh, he is not yet, but I'm assuming he will enjoy, <laughs> enjoy it when he gets it. Good. Um, but it is a composite. I also had a professor um, in college who did have posters of Keanu Reeves in his <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it, was, it wasn't too difficult to kind of imagine what these people would say or um, sometimes I borrowed things that they actually had said to me. So, yeah. you know, I think that um, that part was not as difficult. Yeah. So what was the hardest part of, um, of writing a novel? Uh, by far, I would say, is the fact that it was an adaptation of... Mm-hmm. Um, of a novel that I adore and wanted to do justice to, but, um, you know, Austin is writing in the 18th century or, you know, late 18th, early 19th century, and mm-hmm. it's very, very difficult to kind of translate um, Regency England to 21st century America. Um, I think that there are so many more barriers to single men and women interacting with one another. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, yeah, trying to make sure that they actually interact with one another and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And um, one of the things that I liked best about it, I don't know if you know this, but I haven't ever read Persuasion. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And you I have to read it. I know. It's, it, uh, yes, of course. I'm shocked. Yeah, I just, um, I never had. And then I read your book and I totally, totally loved it. But you might remember that I had you tweak a little thing about the end. And um, before I asked you to do that, I Googled it to see if that was in the original book because I didn't <laughs> want to ask you to totally change it and have you be like, but it's not in that's the book. The tie-in. <laughs> You're like, but right. that's I completely mean, wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think. But the, the other thing, and you know, I wanted to be faithful to the spirit of persuasion, but I also, totally. I think sometimes I read adaptations, and they 
you know, I sometimes find that they're not as successful if they try too hard mm-hmm. to the original plot, because then it sometimes seems forced or it seems, you know, artificial, right. or it doesn't seem modern. Um, so that was a really tricky thing for me. So one of the things that I thought you captured in an Austinian way very nicely was the cast of characters and the social mores surrounding yes. Anne. Um, mm-hmm. Who was your favorite of the secondary characters? Um, you know, I think I'm so I'm biased. Obviously, I love Larry because he's a comic <laughs> relief and you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And I love the fact that he is this kind of um, Henry James scholar and obviously very erudite, but at the same mm-hmm. time loves pop culture and trashy movies. Totally. You know, just skewers. Those. I mean, he's just, he's, you know, my imaginary best friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. He's one of my favorite parts, too. Right. And, you know, and in some ways I, you know, I struggled because I wanted, obviously, Anne to be uh, the protagonist, the person we Mm -hmm. feel for, but I didn't want Larry to steal all her thunder because he has so much personality. Um, Right. But, yeah, so secondary characters as well. He was really, my heart's with him. But, um, I mean, obviously Adam is like a dreamboat. <laughs> so, my imaginary boyfriend, you know. <laughs> right. I have to ask, are, are, you, do you, are you married? I am married. And it's hilarious. My husband kept asking me, is he based on me? Is Adam based on me? And my husband's middle name is Adam. And so I said, of course he's based on me. Oh, well, let's hope he doesn't oh. listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> it is. Wink, wink. Right, exactly. Well, That's sweet. you know, I want to know what gave you the idea to do a modernization of Persuasion. Um, I love Austin novels. And in some ways, I, you know, keep looking and keep, I, you know, I, I would love to read versions, like modern versions of novels, mm-hmm. modern novels that capture that kind of Austinian tone, the romance, but also she's so funny. Like oh, I so, agree. I mean, she's so funny. Is so kind of like sometimes catty, mm-hmm. um, and just like aesthetically funny. And so, you know, I was just looking at Pride and Prejudice recently, and there was one line where, you know, uh, Lizzie Bennet's mom says something like, "Oh, you know, heavenly was the day when you know Mrs. Bennet." you know, finally got rid of her two most deserving daughters. Right. I thought, oh my God, that is so, I mean, it's so awesome. So funny. Mrs. Bennett um, is, I think, the funniest character in all of literature. I mean, and she takes herself so seriously and doesn't realize that right. you know, well, everybody's judging I, her and she's just, you're giving me such a like inspiration to be like, okay, you're right. Because uh, when I saw movies redone based on, historical like I guess I did like the Baz Luhrmann and it's different we're talking about movies versus books and a modernization right. like when he did Ju- Romeo and Juliet and I mean right. I, wa- I saw that a million times and I don't I, I liked it but I didn't love it like I don't like modernizations because I think there's a time and place for that but I guess yeah. wit transcends I guess yeah it, I think it really holds up when you, and it depends on who you're doing true true right I think Shakespeare's harder yeah. Um, there was that horrible Ethan Hawke one. Um, oh. Yeah. The, no, the yeah. Ethan Hawke, oh, it was... No. no with, not Withering Heights. It was within the house. It was Withering Heights. Miss Havisham, him oh, and Uma. Oh, you know, oh, Great Expectations. Great Expectations. Horrific. With Gwyneth. There are a couple right. bad ones that he did. So it was just like, why do you have to ruin it? I don't know. I know. I know. I'm I know. a pro. I, pro. I am pro re-examining because I think most of us are so greatly inspired by right. the people who've come before us. That but it's, I think Austin's right. the difference. 
What do you mean? In my opinion. Like, Austin was different than, um, well, I guess Wuthering Heights. But I don't know. It just felt like, I think the wit and the social mm-hmm. norms can be modernized. Totally. And right? I think Austin is the best one Yeah, for I think that. others, like Shakespeare, I guess there is always, he's so brilliant. But I don't know. It just felt like I haven't seen a good one. So Until <laughs> yours, <laughs> Julia. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell our listeners what it was like to go from um, kind of an academic publishing experience to um, a trade publishing experience? Um, okay. I mean, there's so many differences. It's <laughs> insane. I mean, you know, academic publishing, you know, most of these are nonprofits. Right. Most of them don't make money. Most of them require um, funding from the university or um, even from the professor who wants to publish with them to try to mm-hmm. get a book um, into the public's hand or into other academics' hands. And so, you know, these books cost 150 bucks per copy. They're sold only to academic libraries. Mm-hmm. They're often very densely written. And um, it's so I was looking back, you know, I, I have joined Goodreads and, you know, I, yeah. of course, I shouldn't, but I, should, you know, I of course, can't. Oh my gosh, don't do that. No, no more. I know. know. Please don't look. Please don't look. It is not an indication of how talented you are. Right, but it is. Can I just tell you that, so I've written two academic Mm -hmm. books prior to this. My first one has exactly one Goodreads rating. One. Mm -hmm. My second book, which came out several, or two years ago, has 40. Okay. And this novel, which is not out for another few days, at least at the time that we're speaking, Already has two hundred. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, "Please God, don't let please it let it be worse. a lot." <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's like it's yeah. so thrilling that people are actually reading mm-hmm. the book. And yeah, it sucks if people are like, "I read it and it's you know I don't like it." <laughs> oh, I, but I bet you, you don't have any of those, do you? Oh, oh, oh. No. oh no, I just or I just <laughs> I ignore them. Good, that's oh, the right answer. I was like, no, honestly, I think your book. Honestly, Kate has cried. We have talked about your book in meetings. The whole room is like, we love this book. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be bowled over. I mean, you know. Everybody people, gets one or two yeah. bad eggs. Well, yes, there's no exclu- No one is special in that way. Everybody gets a, a clunker. However, right. I think the majority of yours are going to be great. And I okay, love that you've really gotten 200. So. That's not to spend too much time on there, though. That's a, that, yeah, their no, way, that way That's madness the road lies. To madness. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's so true. Like, I talk about this in the book with um, Anne talking about how she refuses to look on Rate My Professors. Good. Because it's just a bad thing. I mean, it's just not worth it. You'll just end up, you know, depressed. And so... Anything where um, you can anonymously review someone else's hard work seems to be oh, kind of a slippery slope. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess the real question is, do you love your book? Are you proud of it? You know, I am actually incredibly proud of Yay! Then I, that's all you need to know. Honestly. Right. Because what are you going to yeah. do? What are you going to do? No, like, you can't please all the people all the time. Yeah. No, it is true. You can never please everybody. But it was funny because I hadn't, you know, after doing all the copy editing and all that stuff, I sort of put it aside for a while. And yeah. then I was like, oh, God, you know, if I read it again, is it going to be terrible? And I read it again. And I was like, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> You're like, it's better than I thought. <laughs> That's <you know>? great. <laughs> Have you ever uh, seen that interview with Toni Morrison where the interviewer asks her, um, if she has reread Beloved, this was like 20 years after Beloved oh was. Oh my God. And she and says, she, say? she says, yeah, I read it recently. It's really good. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's I wonderful. Beloved is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Toni Morrison is also, uh, I mean, goals. I mean, she is such a, 
a hero to me because I remember once hearing her speak and she was, um, you know, reading excerpts from, I think it was Home or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was one of her, or no, maybe it was Paradise. And a woman in the audience raised her hand and said, you know, I find your writing really difficult to understand. It's quite dense. Good God. Um, And... And Toni Morrison just looks at her and goes, that's your problem. Not <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's amazing. Whoa. That's well, amazing. I think after you win the Pulitzer, you're allowed to say that. Too, right? I actually yeah, think you're Nobel, allowed to right? say it at any time. Why are you here? Be quiet. <laughs> right. So oh, in addition to Toni Morrison and Jane Austen, who are who else are some of your inspirations? Um, for that, oh God, I have so many. I mean, I love, I worship writers, right? And right. Which is why it's hard you know, I've learned, like, don't ever try to meet your heroes because oh. you worship them so much that in the in the flesh or, you know, in reality, they might not live up quite as awesome as mm-hmm. you would like them to be. But um, in terms of writers that I adore, I mean, most recently I've been reading a lot of, um, I read Justin Ward's novels. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, sing on embarrassing. You know, I remember just, I, re- I remember reading um, Salvage the Bones, which was the novel that her first, the yes. novel that won her first National Book Award. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Can you? I need to go back and read that one. I haven't read that one. She's the best writer. I mean, I just, I just think she's such a pleasure to read. Um, But most recently, like sort of like a fun um, read was um, Kevin Kwan's um, Crazy Oh yeah, which tired of that book. Everybody loves that book. You can't go wrong. Oh no, the only reason I'm tired of it is I just talking about it. Do you know when the movie's coming out? I think it's coming out in August. Oh, that's going to be Maybe. so fun. I hope so. I, I just, I, I mean, they can't go wrong. I mean, the material's so funny. <laughs> right, right. We, it was almost a gallery book, Once Upon a Time. What? Yeah. I can't talk about it. No, is that like the one that got away? <laughs> For me, yeah. We all have ones that got away. Yeah, it wasn't oh. the one, but it was one. I, so oh. I was just talking about it with somebody. They're like, oh, Crazy Rich Asians, it's so good. I was like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, my God. So it's still a great book. So speaking of great books, I am curious to know if you're working on your next one. This is not legally binding. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! It's not supposed to cause that level of stress. Yeah. Now you know. I know that the second. I mean, people talk about how the second novel is really hard because the first one is, you know, the thing that you've been working on forever, and you throw everything into it, and then suddenly you're like, wait, I have to write another one. but, you know, I, I tried, I started something this past summer, and I got about a third of the way through, and I just felt like it's not working mm-hmm. quite perfectly. And it's just, you know, you need to feel totally passionate about the book, or else you're never going to write it. You'll right. never finish it. It's really hard. Yeah. And so, you know, I sort of put it aside, and now I'm trying to think of potential other ideas. And I haven't written anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I haven't returned to that initial novel, and I haven't begun a new one but i'm just thinking a lot about what you know i want to spend 300 350 pages whatever yeah writing about what do i feel passionately about well i think that thinking on it is a very important first step right um and i think it's what really interesting for all the the potential authors and and current authors who are listening how often people don't often hear about the projects that get started and then stopped and yeah. every author I know has mm-hmm. several partials hanging out under the bed or in the filing oh cabinet God. they don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. such a it's such a an important part of the process. And yet we don't talk about it. So I think people don't know that it's very, very normal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
people keep saying, oh, this is your debut novel, this is your debut novel. And it's, yes, the debut novel, the first novel I'm going to publish, <laughs> but God knows I have so many novel manuscripts just, like, languishing in some hard drive. I don't <laughs> right. really know where it is, and, you know? Yeah, that's that's why it's really special when one makes it all the way uh, yeah, across the finish course. line. Um, so I'm going to tell everybody about your gorgeous new website. Um oh, I really love it. I think it's super cute. And can oh, you tell so us glad. the URL where people can find you? Sure. It is um, just my uh, my name, uh, my author name, Julia Sonneborn, S-O-N-N-E-B-O-R-N.com. Great. Easy to find you. Yes. <laughs> and you're on and Twitter, yeah. right? I am on Twitter. I, um, you know, I check it pretty pretty frequently. I don't tweet that much stuff, but I always um, respond to people who, you know, post a review awesome. or reach out to me, I absolutely always respond. It's yeah, so, so that's great. People who have, who have read it and are listening, please reach out to Julia because she would love absolutely. to chat with you. And I also have an Instagram account, which Ooh. Uh, Ooh. is Julia underscore Sonneborn. <laughs> somebody took Julia. <laughs> um, I don't know who that is, but... Uh, um, but yeah, I post on there fairly frequently too. Awesome. That's really great. Um, so I think we're going to wrap up there. We do have a couple of quick and dirty questions to bring us on home. Um, okay. And Abby is going to hand me her phone that contains them right now. Okay. As soon as she finishes sending an email to our boss. Well, I, let's see if we could do it from memory, Kate. Salty or sweet? No, this is no. the new oh, one. That's the, the new one. ones. That's oh, why I can We do made it up from new memory. questions. Like I still want to know okay. salty or sweet. Is that still? You yeah. can still answer that it. A real question. Yes. yes. Which do you oh. prefer to eat, salty things or sweet things? I love sweet things. Not a girl. Good choice. Okay. How do you prepare to be creative? Uh, drink a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. My answer. <laughs> One of my most beloved answers is a big believer in coffee with Bailey's because it's motivational and oh, lubricational. Oh, so <laughs> brilliant. Vodka and lemonade. Um, what? Yeah place is most conducive to you for working what place Mm -hmm. you know i'm actually pretty flexible when it comes you know as long as i have like a place to sit and a place and even you know i don't even need a table i'll sometimes (laughs) just put my laptop on my lap um but i think it's important to be flexible there because honestly if you need things to be absolutely perfect for you to write you'll never write mm-hmm. and that said like a true academic every academic oh i know God. can work anywhere under any conditions yeah just do it um are you a morning person or a night person oh uh, i wish i could say i was a morning person i used to be much more of a morning person but i find as i get older that uh i am much more of an evening person <laughs> fair enough how do you take your coffee I take it, I take a lot of it, and I, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I try to drink it black, but other times I use that terrible, you know, I'm sure it's just pure chemical coffee make creamer. Oh, yeah, my mom loves that stuff. So International Delights. Yeah, my I don't know what that is. She likes pumpkin spice. Yeah, it, I bad. was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, my mom does oh, like a French vanilla situation. <laughs> I don't know, I can't quit it. Yeah, um, well, it's You're the like, love I that dare not speak it. its name. <laughs> Uh, what is your go-to snack? My go-to snack? Oh, you know, well, I, I, I had to wean myself off them, but um, there are these black cats, these, like, salty licorice, hard licorice mm-hmm. um, candies that are shaped like cats, and I used to 
eat a ton of those. But, <laughs> My uh, father does. Now I just, I mostly rely on coffee. <laughs> I tried to hold that one in, but I couldn't. That sounds oh, terrible. Yeah. They are terrible. Black My licorice? dad loves them. Oh. Um, so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a store here that sells only licorice in Midtown, so maybe we'll uh, come next time you come through town. Check it out. Um, what do you do most often to procrastinate? Procrastinate? Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% I online shop. Oh, yes. Ooh, that's what do you buy? Yeah. Choice. You know, it's mostly window shopping. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I do control myself and Good. I don't actually purchase everything I look at. But it's so I find it like utterly relaxing and mindless. <laughs> that it is utterly relaxing and mindless. Yeah. Um, what is your dream project? My dream project, like book project? Or any project. God. Could be that's- your living room. Like, redo your living room. <laughs> Laundry room, backyard. I know. I'd like my house to be clean. That would be <laughs> I don't want to do it myself, though. <laughs> they have services for that. I know. I know. Um, but, yeah, dream project? I don't know. I, you know, this is maybe this is not exactly what you're looking for, but um, I do, like, again, I read very widely, and mm-hmm. I really would love – I feel like I have a literary novel that I really mm-hmm. want to write, and I'm just terrified to do it, and I think – that is like my dream project. That's the dream. Sometimes the dream on, is yeah. too scary to look at directly in the eye. Oh, it totally is. Until later. Yeah. Um, what have you learned from failure? Oh, God. You know, there's all this talk about resilience and grit and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is so true that you just, I mean, you can have the pity party. I mean, Larry says this in my novel. He's like, you know what? It's fine. Have a pity party for yourself. But you got to limit it to whatever, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Wallow. But at a certain point, you just have to get up and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this recently as well, like why I have this crazy work ethic and, you know, sense of discipline and just you just get up and keep going. Um, and I really do think and I, it's partly because, you know, my parents are immigrants mm-hmm. and they worked harder than anybody I knew, and they had failing businesses, and they yeah. couldn't speak the languages, and language, and you know, it was awful. And they just kept going. And I think, man, if they could have done that, I really have no excuse. That's really wonderful. What a great legacy. I was say, I love you for that. Okay. <laughs> That's my um, favorite answer. Yeah. <laughs> on a on a lighter note, mm-hmm. what's your best trick for overcoming a creative block? saying this but drinking i don't drinking? know <laughs> i wish you, you can closer. hang out with us anytime come hang out I with us I'm such an alcoholic. that's okay you're I among know. friends yeah i mean you know i guess the appropriate answer would be go on a walk <laughs> really Who that's does bullshit that? yeah i think it's important to sleep on it or just give yourself yeah that's you know. so cute i say to my <laughs> girls uh i had a horrible day come with me and let's go get a drink please <laughs> And we do. <laughs> and it makes it all better. <laughs> the last one is, what's your favorite romantic book? My favorite romantic book? Yes. Oh, my God. Is it even a question? I mean, I should say Persuasion, but <laughs> no. is my favorite novel, my favorite romantic novel, and Austin novel is Pride and Prejudice. I could just classic. Over and over and over again and never get sick of it. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, those are those are them. That's the quick and dirty questions. Um, thank awesome. you so much, debut author Julia Sonneborn, for joining us on our podcast. And please check out Buy the Book. Go which, buy that book. Go buy, buy, buy the book. The book. <laughs> um, it's now available for sale anywhere books are sold. Um, and with that, we will let you go. And thank you once more. 
I'm obsessed with her. Oh my gosh, I'm she's so the best. I'm, I was us. I was happily listening along, and I think she sold everybody. Although maybe not on the licorice. <laughs> yeah, the licorice oh, no, is a hard I sell. Kinda, I saw I saw the beauty in it. Lauren's buying in. Lauren's buying we, in. Well, well Lauren supports all people. It. Yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've uh, talked about Austin, we've been inspired by by the book. Uh, ladies, you are going mano a mano on today's game because okay, I had to prep it. She's going to annoy me. She's going to beat me again. It's one star reviews. Everybody Look who has should have chance. read more Austin. I know. I do. Even it would actually be really funny if you beat me at this. Even that preparing. That would really be funny and you might put a fork I, in my eye. I know. <laughs> I, even preparing this, uh, Kate is our Austin um, champion extraordinaire. Uh, so a file. Um, Whatever you call so it. So what I did is this time for change, I went to Goodreads okay. and selected one star reviews uh, from an assortment of Jane Austen titles. All, so we just need all to figure actual out Jane Austens? Austens. And Austen, all actual Jane Austens. Okay. Like, Not adaptations. No, okay. no adaptations just checking, whatsoever. Gotta I went, clear on the rules. I went to the late, because as you know, I like to make sure that I only choose reviews for people who are dead so they will not be hurt if oh, they happen good here. point, good point. So these are all actual Jane Austen um, books. Okay. Uh, so our first review is from Rex. Okay. The most overrated book in the history of literature, the plot borders between meaningless and trivial. For several pages, a lady remarks to a man about what wonderful Pride handwriting is. This is Pride and Prejudice. Yes. I knew it. Yes, but... Uh, <laughs> one for Lauren. Lauren got oh, in Lauren first. No. Oh, do you... Oh, oh, we need a thing to take one. I got one. You got one? All right. Because I can tell we need to keep score on this one. It's going to be It's going to be. going to cut me if you don't. Now. Thank you. All right. L. One. K. <laughs> Zero. Not Zero. on the board so yet. Far. This one is like, a, it's a dialogue, so okay. bear with me. From Annie. Mm -hmm. Here's this book in a nutshell. And I have redacted the actual character name, okay. obviously. Uh, heroines. Oh, why are we not married yet? Hot guy one, let's get married. Heroin one, yes, let's. Hot guy one, Sense nah, and sensibility. Oh, yes. Nice one. <laughs> Which is my favorite movie. Except for Mansfield Park. Tied. I love Mansfield Park. I love believe that this reviewer went on to say, just watch the movie. <laughs> um, but I do want to skip to the end of it because it made me laugh. Because after yes, no, let's no, um, heroin one uh, gets an acceptance. Hark, now I may stop pining. Heroin two, this sucks. I am way hotter than her. <laughs> Old guy, let's get married. Heroin too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's so much more romantic than that. But okay. I don't know. It's kind of, I guess. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, Kate. It's kind of sad. It's hard to be the older sister. Yeah. All right. Well, of course, Pride and Prejudice and Sensibility probably right there at the top. Right. So we're going a little deeper cut now. Okay. From Britannia. Buh, 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 boring. So many walks, clergymen, <laughs> engagements, and tea. Emma? That's Man Mansfield That's Mansfield no, there's no. It's neither of those. I will forgive the attempt at a gothic novel, which oh, greatly oh, oh, suffers Tenants by of Wild comparison. Hall? Was that? That's Austin? not even. That's not Austin. That's Who's keep that? on going. Keep on going. Um, which greatly suffers by comparison because she is so young. But the heroine is content to be with a man who corrects, criticizes, and insults her all the time. What does she do? Praise him for it. I'm like Pygmalion, but it's it was not gothic novel. That's the clue. I know. That you're supposed to get I know. It. What was Jane's gothic and novel? And I've gotten hooked. Jane Eyre. Um, no, no, that's no, that's Bronte. I I've seen this movie in high school. I remember it. Um, can we get a right. list of Jane? No, no you may no. not. Uh, All right, uh, I'm Mrs. calling time. No, no, call time Matt, because this I'm is a, this is sad. a airball. Northanger Abbey. Oh, I knew it was oh. a house. Oh. I knew yes, it was a house. It was, Damn I know. Okay. Damn it. From Beth. Literally one of the worst novels I've ever read. <laughs> Follow a morally superior girl in her non-existent adventures during Mansfield which Park. Park. 
It's Mansfield Park. <laughs> All right, Kate has pulled ahead. Yeah, but if the last one's Emma, which you've said like four times, you're just <laughs> the only get one it. I know. <laughs> I have two more. Okay. Um, oh shit. Let's see. We don't. Emma. Have... Emma. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about Northanger Abbey. I'm really, really upset about my about that. You should be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> jinx. Jinx. All right. Um, <laughs> let's try. Let's do this one. From Caden. From the first chapter, I was basically lost. This suffers from too many characters who do nothing to distinguish themselves from one another. There were two Charleses. There were too this many unimportant pe- girls. No? I get that there's a Mary and an Elizabeth, but why the hell include Mary's in-laws? <laughs> Mary's in-laws? I would have guessed Pride and Prejudice because there's an Elizabeth and a Mary in that, too. Okay, um, Diana. This was a softball for here. y'all. I mean, this is a softball. Yes, because let's think about what we've discussed already, already on the show. We've today. already discussed so many things. Yeah. What was? Oh, this? persuasion. Thank you. Oh! <laughs> I told you I never read that. Shame one. on you. That is... That's right. You didn't read it, and it Evil. was honestly. You gave her that. She she, she said, barely she only you got the same clue I did. You were uh, sitting there listening. Neither of you knew I didn't it. Know we were still playing. <laughs> we're definitely still playing. You can't oh give up gosh. after you start losing. This is a travesty. Um, well, can uh, you just pick Emma? Uh, Emma's not here. Emma's <laughs> <laughs> an evil trick. genius. I am an evil genius. Um, Kate won, and I uh, skipped the other sense and sensibility one I was going to mm. do because I was going to really throw you off your game by having one show up twice. Twice. Um, that. Why does everybody start with this is the worst book I've ever read? Mostly like, because they down. all seem to be nine ninth oh, graders who oh, oh. and there is one who Caden, um, that's totally a ninth, that's grader. a ninth grader. Oh, I presume so. And there was one, the very <laughs> well, first one actually Kaden. on Pride and Prejudice who hated it. That it actually has an update where it's like, Okay, I was seventeen when I wrote this and I kinda of see the point now. <laughs> ah, um, it that's was very funny. Really cute. The other reason to give one stars are people who heard about the Austin because they love romance novels oh. and are outraged to find that, that it is not different. a romance novel in their understanding. Right. Okay. Yes. That's tr- that's tough. I'll and, give them that. Is there any sex in any Austin? No. Just How? checking. Well, Very there, dare there are you. elopements I'm to just Gretna checking. Green. There is there is the time where they've shared an inn. But oh, well, what about kissing? There's kissing. Yeah. Totes but, kissing. Sorry. Is there, is there any um, tongue? Uh, she doesn't she talk does not about tell tongues. You that. Well, how tacky do you they think they're not even allowed is? to talk about like ankles? Like, yeah, come on, <laughs> not tongues. <laughs> Gross. I wish they would. All right, we're sending Lauren back to the <laughs> locker room to study her Austin a little closer. Oh my god, um, I need we, a week. <laughs> we urge you to pick up Buy the Book, it is on sale now. It is delightful. Uh, we loved talking with Julia Sonneborn, and uh, other than that, we'll tell you read some Austin and remember that the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.